They include turning down heating, improving insulation, and using public transport when possible. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat with me, Andrew Work. TGIF for Friday, April the 22nd and late nights out. Today we are talking about the media representation of minority groups in the wake of a social media firestorm arising from a TV show featuring an actress who darkened her skin to portray a Filipina domestic helper. Chinese-Canadian Francesca Wong has been at the center of this critical maelstrom. The episode of the TVB drama uh, that's called Barrico Karma 1968, it was aired last week and it centered on a local couple who hired Louisa the Helper but found her behavior spooky and suspected her of using voodoo. Now, while the English media savaged her, local Chinese media was often supportive. Of course, she played the character as written with the full support of the production team and TVB, Hong Kong's TV station of record. Now, is this bringing minority issues to the front or is it blatant cultural appropriation? You know, opinions are like a certain body part. Everyone has one. But what do the domestic helpers and Filipino actors think of this? Has anyone asked them? We know you have opinions about this and maybe even some questions. Beat the rush to our Facebook page. You can find Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. Email us at backchat at rthk.hk or give us a call on 2338. 8266. All right, and let's get into this today with our guest. We'd like to welcome Christine Vicera, who is a uh, Filipino writer, researcher, and filmmaker. Welcome to Back Chat, Christine. Okay, we're going to have uh, Christine coming a little bit later, but in the meantime, I think Ricky Chu, the chairman of the Equal Opportunities Commission, is with us. Ricky Chu, welcome to Back Chat. Hi, good morning, Andrew. Good morning. And we also have Ernesto Call Me Ernie, Maurice Corpus, uh-huh. arts and entertainment professional of over 40 years in Hong Kong, and uh, was also, I believe, uh, an actor on the TVB drama series M Club. Is that right, uh, Ernie? And he's coming a little bit later, too. So, Ricky Chu, let's get into it. Um, Ricky Chu, um, yep. have you actually seen this show? A lot of people have opinions about it, but because it got pulled off the TVB website, they haven't actually uh- watched it. Have you? Oh yes, I did. Um, actually, I was in, uh, invited into uh, a radio program uh, last Friday, and uh, before that, I I picked up the uh, the two episodes and I uh, viewed it uh, and made my observations known. And what are your observations for our, for our listeners today? Yeah, um, by viewing the after viewing the episode, I think instead of the um, controversial darkened skin color makeup issue, I found that there are at least two other scenes in which the dialogue of other characters actually um, uh, portrayed um, a negative label against the uh, foreign domestic workers by using, uh, first of all, uh, collectively address the domestic helpers instead of addressing only, only one. And then it talks about uh, some uh, bad behavior or some weird behavior that are practiced by the community, uh, by the group as well, uh, as a whole. Okay. So I think it would, it would be bordering on discriminatory or even uh, verification against the particular community that it addressed it to. And also I think such uh, dialogue are not really necessary in in delivering the, uh, the theme or the message of the drama. So I think it, it, caused, it caused concern and discomfort. 
Okay, so you 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 were not impressed with the uh, with it, and were you say you're you saying so it was definitely not a sympathetic presentation. It was a would you say it was you know blatant stereotyping? Um, um, I think if we talk about the uh, the makeup alone, uh, it would be difficult, controversial, or even sufficient to judge if the act itself, standing alone, is discriminatory or not. Because very often, when we judge a case uh, of discrimination, we have to consider circumstances as a whole. Mm-hmm. In, in this uh, in this scenario, probably we need to consider the theme, uh, the messages that it was trying to send the portrayal of the roles. Of course, makeup is important, but other things like costumes or designed acts, dialogues, etc., are equally important. Okay. Is it actionable? Is it, is, oh, sorry? It, is it actionable? Is it something your office would take action oh, on? Uh, whether it's actionable depends on, first of all, um, if we do receive a complaint. And secondly, if we, we do receive one, then we have to make inquiries and analyze the, uh, um, the evidence uh, one by one, before reaching a conclusion. Right, so, yeah, because your office does work on a complaints basis. Somebody complains, and then you move into, then you swing into uh, action. so far as this episode uh, is known to me, uh, there has yet to be any. Right, okay. Um, we're joined uh, now in our Admiralty studio by Christine Becerra, who is a, a writer, researcher, and filmmaker uh, in Hong Kong. Christine, welcome to the show. And let's get her mic up. I can see her. Hi, thanks for having there me. There we go. Fantastic. Great. Good morning. Good morning. You're on with uh, Ricky Chu, who's the chairman of the Equal Opportunities Commission. Uh, Christine, have you actually seen the show? They, they pulled it off uh, the website before a lot of people had a chance to see it. Did you get a chance to have a look? I've seen snippets, yeah, on, on social media. So there were reposts of snippets of different parts of the show. And mm-hmm. I saw the, the one where um, the employers were questioning her, um, you know, if she was using voodoo. All right. And, and what was your take on it? Was this, uh, you know, kind of showing how domestic helpers can sometimes be put upon unfairly or was it uh, a less flattering portrayal? It was so it's a very complicated um, and layered issue um, and there are many aspects that can be unpacked um, mm-hmm. so there's the race issue right the the brown facing in particular that was problematic and then the casting of you know Francesca as someone who I guess portrayed a Filipino domestic worker and um, in terms of I guess you know the gendered aspect as well so I guess part of, just for context, um, what I do for research right now is work with migrant domestic workers at um, the Chinese University of Hong Kong's uh, social work department. And we focus on mental health and there's a lot of um, issues that come up, um, you know, in terms of gendered labor migration. And I feel like the show's emphasis on, um, you know, you know, it was, it was, they portrayed her, the, the character, the migrant domestic worker, as you know, someone who is who uses voodoo to steal husbands, and I feel like the gendered issue is also something that hasn't been. Um, People haven't really been talking about it a lot, so right. I feel like another thing to unpack. But I mean, in the show, and I mean, I guess Ricky Chu's seen the whole episode, but I mean, are they portraying her as? somebody who's actually doing this or are they portraying it as she is being unfairly accused because people are kind of lunatics and believe in voodoo and think she might be doing it i mean which which where does it fall 
Yeah, I think it's um, so. The show kind of sets it up right so that she is uh, the audience is led to believe that she uses voodoo when in fact um, it all leads up to this plot twist, right? Okay. Where she she doesn't and yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. So it is set in reality. It's not like a fantasy show. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so you say you're, you're working with uh, domestic helpers. What is their take on it? I've I've spoken to a couple, and uh, I was surprised that they were not that upset about the TV show. Mm-hmm. You know, they they immediately had a litany of other complaints where they were facing racism in their lives, and the TV show wasn't that high on their priority list. What what is what are you hearing? Um, well, yes, I, I have heard those comments. So some of them um, would argue that, oh, you know, we are. Uh, supposed to em- embrace our brownness, um, and I think in Francesca's portrayal um, and her, you know, the act of brown face, th- they saw that as well. Someone is taking, uh, you know, using use I, I like using their platform, I guess, to embrace their brownness. But I think right. what's missing in that conversation is the I is a is a idea that brown facing is essentially an exercise in privilege right well mm-hmm. while the actress is you know after the end of the show is able to remove the skin color right. the makeup mm-hmm. you know filipinos south asian southeast asians here in hong kong with brown skin aren't allowed to remove their brown skin and with brownness comes you know a whole package of identities tied to our skin color um, there's citizenship status class race of course and with these come stereotypes come prejudice that we can't simply just remove um, so it's that's something I think that's at the core of a lot of the um, the uproar against the show yeah okay and, but the the uproar hasn't been uh, monolithic or universal has it mm, I mean there's definitely. been a lot there's been a lot in the Chinese media saying hey it's fine, you know. That's acting, or, or you know, we're actually la- saying that her, her performance was was uh, impressive uh, to be lauded. I mean, were you surprised that there's different different levels of opinion in the in the uh, in the media? No, definitely not surprised because it speaks to I think many things. Um, one of the issues that uh, came to my attention quite recently, actually, is um, from Izzy Jose, who is a Filipina. Uh, part of the performing performing arts industry in Hong Kong and she uh, studied at HKAPA Academy of Performing Arts and she mentioned that one of her one of the alumni uh, told her that the casting the casting director for the show actually approached APA about you know um, possible um, actors to take this role for the domestic worker but uh, what her what her friend colleague said that is that you know when it comes to arts education in Hong Kong um, a lot of the courses are Chinese medium of instruction CMI so that already is one of the structural issues it's it's not a matter of I feel like it's less um, you know an argument is that that has been constantly coming up is sure. oh there are a lot of Filipino talent fil- talented Filipino actors here in Hong Kong why didn't they cast uh, a Filipino actor sure. um, but one of the structural issues is this gap in arts equity gap in arts education right what, what about because, language does does she have to play does she speak in Cantonese on the show or does she speak in English I think or, because of the plot um, I think she eventually. Uh, turns into a 
local, if I remember correctly. Like, like <laughs> okay. I, 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 this is what I'm hearing from my my peers who have watched the show before it got taken down. Gotcha. Um, so I think it's they needed her to, you know, know how to speak Cantonese. Cantonese. So that was required. I mean, yeah. R- Ricky Chu, you you've got full access to the breadth of Chinese media reporting on this. What what have you been seeing and hearing, and did it surprise you? Uh, you mean so far as the show itself is concerned? Yes, I mean the opinions about it. Were, were you surprised that there were people supportive of this, or were, did you expect that there would be a, a difference of opinions in Chinese well, language media? Uh, um, well, I think if you um, if you talk about the um, casting uh, aspect, yeah. I, I think it's, it's uh, we should give the producer or the production team the uh, liberty to choose whoever they think. Um, is most uh, most desirable or even an uh, ideal ideal actor or actress for a particular for a particular role. That's not an uh, essential uh, factor to concern to be concerned from the uh, discrimination aspect. But then, of course, uh, on the other hand, uh, in in EOC, we always promote uh, equal opportunities for all. And we think that really in Hong Kong, the ethnic minority community should be given a wider uh, opportunities to be uh, to be featured in public domain or in uh, in uh, commercial uh, uh, business, uh, entertainment business, advertising business, etc. We think the uh, we we hoped the um, entertainment uh, business can can open up more. Uh, by uh, using uh, ethnic minority talents uh, for this purpose. It will create a more uh, uh, ethnic-friendly environment for Hong Kong, and it's good for everybody, I think. Gotcha. We're, we're joined on the line now by Ernesto Maurice Corpus, uh, who's been in the business in Hong Kong of arts and entertainment for over 40 years, including uh, doing some work with TVB. Uh, Ernie, welcome to the show. Uh, we do have, uh, we oh. do have uh, employers network. Uh, which at the moment is uh, we have more than uh, 200 uh, racially friendly employees joining the network and and it form a very powerful platform in that we exchange our experience we organize activities seminars to promote the awareness of equal opportunities and also we raise the level of sensitivities uh, for employers and employees in different sectors okay. and I think in the long term it would help to uh, uh, educate uh, the public for changing their uh, mindset and what we aim at is to eliminating the negative labeling uh, on communities having a different character uh, characteristics mm. and mm. we hope we treat everybody the same uh, ideally yeah um, we're gonna welcome uh, Ernie Corpus Ernie you're with us this morning yes Yes, good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, you, this, uh, you've just been hearing from Ricky Chu, the chairman of the Equal Opportunities Commission, about some of the special programs. Right. Um, earlier, Christine Becerra was talking about, uh, you know, kind of the, the industry and the people in the industry here and how that's working. What, what's your take on uh, the state of the industry for minority people working and, you know, and how it plays into this particular drama that is the topic today? Right, right, right. Well, well, first of all, I have to clarify, I haven't had the opportunity myself to see that particular episode, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm trying my best to, to, to try and, and find it. Um, but then, um, the thing is, you know, I've, I've been arguing, actually, with a lot of friends during the past week about this, this case, and, um, and you, might, you might have seen my letter to the SEMT uh, just re- recently, was published yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I myself have 
uh, have been involved in productions with TVB and um, um, well, well, there's, there's, there's several things to look at. The first thing is the disclaim of racism, and yeah. Um, yeah. and and I'm 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 looking at it and I'm saying like, well, where where is the particular racism in? And one one of the arguments about about the racism is that. Oh, they cast um, an, a non-Filipina in a role in, in a role of a Filipina. Mm-hmm. And from my own personal experience, the thing is that are did the Hong, did TVB act was TVB actually negligent in not um, trying to find um, an authentic person to play this role? That's one of the questions. Yeah. So I mean, right. were, were there like is there Cantonese speaking talent in Hong Kong that well, could have played that role? Well, well exactly. That's the thing. So you see, even with with my um, with, with my with my role on TVB, I had to speak very very fluent Cantonese, which I do, and okay. I also had to understand um, what was going on. And okay. even then, I had very great difficulty uh, um, in because I, I had to translate all the scripts, you know, and, and, and know everything because I don't I actually don't read or write um, on Chinese. Right. So I, I guess you couldn't transform yourself into a uh, younger female actor <laughs> for this part that would have been a bit, a bit of a stretch uh, well, for character well, acting that, 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 that's, that's going to drag you know, that's yeah. else, but, right. but are there I guess you know what I asked the question but I haven't got an answer yet and uh, if either you or Christine but are, are there actresses in Hong Kong who well, uh, there, there uh, are there it? are locally based Filipino um, actors and actresses yes but the thing is, um, I don't know what the requirements of that particular role were, and if, mm. the, if there are actors and actresses who are also fluent in Cantonese. Mm-hmm. Um, there are very, very few, but uh, but most of them have already made appearances, like myself on TVB. And you know, you can't reuse the same face all the time because people say, "Oh, it's them again," you know. Yeah, yeah. So there always has to be fresh talent. But whether or not the fresh talent does really exist now, okay. Let let me point out this thing. You know, if you're a professional actor in Hong Kong, regardless of your ethnicity, whether you're a Westerner, um, African, um, Asian, or whatever. You would be taking the effort, you know, you'd have a CV, you'd have um, a portfolio, and you'd be sending it out to all the TV studios, um, mm-hmm. movie production studios, casting agencies. Even on Facebook, there's like um, casting groups, right. you know, like um, auditions and, and shows in Hong Kong where you can post, you know, hey, I'm here, you know, if you've got a job, con- let me know. Nice. And and so if you're a professional, you'd be sending these things out. So I'm really wondering because TVB is very very meticulous in trying to locate authenticity as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, even yeah. for my role, um, okay, I have to talk a bit ab- about it a little bit. It was a very very prominent um, principal supporting role in that particular drama series, mm-hmm. and they even that the producers told me they almost had to resort to brownface if they could not um, really uh, locate. A proper actor, right, right. Uh, Christine, what's your what's your take on this as somebody who's also also in the industry? I mean, is is it ever acceptable? Is it like uh, you know, in some circumstances, okay, or is it like no? This I is because I mean, the modern era. I mean, it's certainly in the you know Western countries, it's kind of like no, you can't do that anymore. And yeah. Disney and everybody right, is right. scrambling to make right. sure they've got always the right person for the right role. Well, well, Apparently, it's okay to have Koreans playing Chinese, but you know, for that, mm. like you've seen that in some of the Marvel movies and things, mm. but. Uh, you know what is acceptable? How far can can you go with playing? You know, having somebody play somebody outside of their their ethnic group? What do you think, Christine? 
Um, so just just to add on to um, the conversation earlier, right? And uh, there is a community of you know Filipino Cantonese speaking actors in Hong Kong, a quite large community actually. And one of the issues is um, type type. What was it called? Type. Typecasting. Typecasting. Yes, thank sure. you. Um, so a lot of I've been hearing a lot from my peers who are in the acting industry, and you know a lot of the calls they receive are you know calls for okay our show or our film is going to cast someone as a clumsy helper or a, mm. a careless helper, and a, a lot of these you know they turn it down because obviously they don't want to feed into this stereotype right. and you know perpetuate the prejudice. Against domestic workers, so that's an issue to consider as well. Um, maybe one of the reasons why they couldn't locate someone, and I'm sure you know, as as you mentioned, Ernesto, uh, TVB is very meticulous in the casting process. That has to be considered the the issue of typecasting. Yeah. Um, but Ricky, Ricky talked. To, Ricky Chu uh, talked about the programs that they have. Mm-hmm. To you know, it sounded like they have programs in place to try and you know get people into better roles and make sure that they're they're on tap, so to speak. Um, do you see the impact of that, of these programs? Which programs? Sorry. Ricky, Ricky, do you just want to give us a very quick reminder? You, you, you gave us kind of a quick rundown of programs that you said you had over a couple of hundred actors and actresses that were uh, ethnic minority groups that were on tap for these types of things. Oh, you mean the, uh, the Employers Network? Yes. That. Oh, uh, yes. Um, that campaign, uh, we have started that uh, back in back in the end of uh, 2018, that is uh, three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called the uh, Racially Friendly Employers uh, Charter. And then uh, we start recruiting um, uh, charter signatories uh, in different sectors, uh, business, mainly business sectors in the, in the society. And uh, up to now, we have more than 200 signatories with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, uh, it consists of... Uh, um, uh, international consortiums down to uh, uh, local, uh, local small, uh, small firms, and uh, we organize uh, uh, regular activities. Uh, we exchange uh, best practices. How, and I think are there, are there, are there, Ricky? Certainly, but are there any in the entertainment business? Is TVB a part of this? Are, are other uh, production houses part of this this network? Uh, I can't. I can't recall offhand. I, I need to check the list, of course. But uh, yeah, I think you're right in saying that um, our our focus at the moment is on the um, on the business sector rather than the uh, entertainment sector alone. So I need to I need to go back and check with my team to see um, uh, what's what signatures do we have in those in, in that particular sector, and and I think it may be worthwhile to uh, to do. Uh, yeah, more yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. connection with those sectors with a view to promoting the uh, equal opportunities for uh, ethnic minorities mm-hmm. to have a better better chance to feature in, in productions. Gotcha. So, so I mean, we've got about five minutes at the top of the hour, but I do want to know from you guys, where do we go from here? I mean, this has caused a bit of a firestorm, but I mean, is this going to change practices at TVB or in other well, organizations? Or is this, is this going to be a blip and everyone's going to forget about it? Or... Are people going to be more sensitive after this? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I think the I think the whole point is uh, on on this uh, so-called a lesson for all of us to learn is that uh, no matter what industries we are, we uh, in these days we really need to raise our level uh, of sensitivity mm-hmm. and awareness on these um, uh, ethnic issues mm-hmm. because uh, even the argument that uh, production or creativity. Uh, or performance 
performing arts should be given a very wide range of liberty. Yeah. But still, uh, it is an entertainment industry. And also, if you talk about the TV uh, or movie, is uh, the, the product is to face the public as a whole. And public is consists mm-hmm. of people of different profiles. Yeah. And we need to address their sentiments and concerns. Mm-hmm. So it's a difficult yeah. issue to yeah. tackle. But still, I think a proper education to raise the level of sensitivity so that even when we design the scripts, design the roles, mm-hmm. we already pay attention to this uh, these issues and, and hope, then all yeah. this trouble may be able to avoid in the future hope. and i think it would be good to uh, to embrace the community as a whole if it produce a, a, a racial discrimination free uh, production yeah i'm, I'm going to go to an email from one of our top fans on our facebook page or sorry it's not even it's from our, fa- our facebook page before i go to you visera but uh it's tc tang he says as much as tvb deserves blame for this incident it's only reflection of chinese society in general the deification of justice bao in chinese folklore uh, known for blackface and opera and dramas is the cause of this controversy. Also, says TC, many Chinese people believe they're providing citizens of a third world countries with an economic opportunity, hence they're free to insult them. I remember a skit in a recent CCTV CNY gala in which a skit featured a Chinese performer portraying an African woman places receiving substantial Chinese economic aid with a blackface. I think it was a few years ago, but yeah. Most importantly, says TC, I find it surprising that Francesca Wong, a Chinese-Canadian, ouch, who was educated in Canada, would go along with playing a character in brownface. Uh, and then he, you know, references uh, the famous Justin Trudeau in blackface, kind of implying that she should know better. And Christine Becerra, will people know better going forward? I think, you know, this this whole incident points to a lot of structural issues when it comes to the, you know, the journey towards true social inclusion in Hong Kong. And I think this momentum is is important and it's there are people who are willing to listen, right? On on all ends. And I think dialogue is really the way to go. Dialogue, education and co-creation especially with communities as a filmmaker and as a researcher, I think it's crucial to involve the communities you're working alongside with yeah. at all stages of the process. Okay. Uh, from pre-production to you know casting from script writing to the ideation and and all and all the way till the end i think it's crucial to have these voices centered in you know the narration of their stories okay yeah ernie i've got one minute final word uh is this uh, tvb has apologized will this happen again um, well, they, they had said that they will re-release the uh, show, the, the, the same episode, with some variations. Now, I, I just have to, to chime in a little bit. Now, um, sorry, who was, who was the, the, the lovely lady who, uh, who was speaking earlier? Christine Becerra. Right. Um, because the thing is that, you know, if, the, if she claimed that there are a lot of Filipino actors and actresses in Hong Kong who can speak Cantonese, then why couldn't they be identified? You know, there's, there's even a network of, you know, actors and everybody like, oh, you know, there's this role coming up. Hey, do you want to do it? So why had TVB had, uh, get such difficulty in finding someone? I'm, yeah. I'm really surprised about that. Well, maybe maybe you need to start up your own network. Uh, who knows? Could be uh, the Christine well, and well, Ernie I, you know, casting fact, agency. You know, you know, I, I get um, um, friends who, who need to cast in, 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 in indie movies who need Filipino actors, and they, they do come to me and they ask me. But but the first thing that I really ask is, do they need to speak Cantonese? And this mm-hmm. is a vital a vital thing that a lot of people seem to forget. Yeah, language is important. All right. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. And uh, this is Back Chat. I'm going to say a few thank yous.
And once again, I'd like to thank Christine Becerra, who is joining us from our Admiralty studio, uh, who's a writer, researcher, and filmmaker in Hong Kong. Ricky Chu, who is the chairman of the Equal Opportunities Commission. And keep an eye on their office on this one. And uh, Ernie Maurice Corpus, arts and entertainment professional for over 40 years in Hong Kong. Thanks to our listeners, our superfan TC on our Facebook page. Uh, of course, thanks to Yuki uh, on production today and my number one sound master, James. Make sure you come back Monday for more COVID talk and back chat with Jim 